Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of chapter 5 of the second book of Samuel. This is Saul Weinreb, host of the podcast. Thank you for joining us again as we continue our study of this chapter. We just read that uh, in the first half of the chapter, uh, where we, we the last verse we read was verse 10, that um, David had been appointed king of the entire Israel. David had... Uh, built himself a, uh, uh, a home and a fortress and a palace and a capital just outside Jerusalem in what became known as the city of David. And uh, we continue with chapter 11. It's not clear that, it seems actually clear that these next verses are not necessarily in chronological order. So, and it kind of jumps back and forth, but it's but the theme of this chapter is the theme of David establishing himself as king. David, uh, beginning with relations with uh, international relations, which is important, obviously, to be a king. The kings in the surrounding areas need to recognize him as such. and um, Or, if they're enemies, he has to vanquish them. And that's the, kind of, that's the kind of thing we're going to read about today, how David began to establish and strengthen his kingdom by building alliances with the friendlies and by, um, by ex- getting rid of the uh, enemies. So, Vayishlach Chiram Melech Tzor. Chiram, the king of Tyre, the king of Tzor, which would be a neighbor to the north. Now they're neighbors. Remember, David is the king over all the northern tribes as well. So his territory would reach up very close to the city of Tyre, which is in modern-day Lebanon. And Hiram, the king of Tzor, sent Malachim messengers, El David, to David. Um, rather than fight this new uh, arising kingdom, he decided it would be wise to forge an alliance with them. And this alliance um, held for many generations. We, we hear about alliances between Tzor and Israel uh, throughout the upcoming generations. Um, we've read about them in some of our previous podcasts and other books. We'll read about them again. It wasn't 100% great. There were times when it was bad, times when it was good, but this was the beginning of this alliance. So they sent messengers, Vatsei Arazim, and of course coming from Lebanon, which is, was known at the time for the large cedar trees that would grow there and the really strong and valuable wood, Vatsei Arazim, they sent them carrying uh, cedar wood, Vachoroshe Eitz, and uh, people that were um, skilled in... Uh, in uh, working with wood, carpenters, Vacharoshe, Evan, Kir, and they sent those that are skilled in stonemasons, those that are skilled in building with stone, Vayivnu Vayesli David, and they built a home, a palace for David. So they demonstrated their friendship, their kinship, their working together with David, Vayeda David, and David knew, apparently, David recognized and realized that his, that this is for real, you know, the other. Nations are recognizing him. He's building his strength. And David knew, It was clearly obvious that God had prepared him for the task to be the king over the Israel. I, I translated prepared. It's probably wrong. Because uh, sometimes means to prepare. But in this context, that God had placed him, had made him. Um, here is more uh, with the root of 
uh, uh, which here means to establish, so that God had established him. He knew he's established. And that his his uh, kingdom is um, is high, it's lofty, in other words, it's well known, the reputation is spreading, and this is crucial that it was being done in, on behalf of his nation Israel. David understood that it wasn't him, but it was him as a representative of the people of Israel. God put him and established him and made his kingdom uh, um, uh, uh, well-known and well-regarded because God wanted this for his people Israel. David uh, is emphasizing his humility again. And Vayikach David od Pilag Shim, David took more concubines, venashim, and wives miyushalayim, from Jerusalem, in this context, it doesn't necessarily mean that they were uh, literally from the place of Jerusalem, but from his place in Jerusalem, he took more wives. After he came from Hebron, it seems that this is demonstrating his further confidence. He had several wives before when he was in Hebron, but now he's a king and he brings in more wives. And they had more children, sons, and daughters. Then it lists those children. These are the names of the children he had in in Jerusalem. Uh, the, like I said, this is not necessarily chronologic, but this is ta- this, these are the things that happened through over his career. But but um, but it's laying it out now because it's giving us the impression and showing us the uh, that by establishing himself here in Jerusalem with his capital here. And these things happen. His relations with others, his building his family, his building the succession, and so on, are part of him strengthening the monarchy over Israel. Shamua, these are the names Shamua, Vishovah, Vinason, Ushlamo, Vivchar, Vellishua, Venefeg, Viafia, Vellishama, Vialyoda, Vellifolet. These are names of his children. And now, so that's what happened with his allies and his family but he also has enemies. And we shouldn't be surprised to know that chief among those enemies are the Philistines. The Philistines have been the implacable foes of the people of Israel until now. And taking and, and getting rid of them as a, as a force is very important for David to establish his kingdom. Otherwise, it's just going to end up constantly fighting the Philistines. They were the ones that, 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 that conquered Saul's army and, and brought about the the death of Saul. Um, and the Philistines must have been particularly disappointed because David had pretended to be their friend and sought refuge there, and now he's flipped to become the king of their enemies. This must have made them particularly incensed. David, they heard that David was appointed, was anointed king over Israel. And all the Philistines, in other words, they all mobilized to search him out. Presumably to destroy him. By Ishma David, David heard that they were coming by Yered el and he went down to the fortress, right? He went into safety in order to decide what to do next. The Philistines came and they spread out in Amek Rifaim. So this is, we're approaching Jerusalem now. Uh, and they come, and now he is in his fortress. David asks God as follows. David, in his um, modesty, discusses this. Presumably, when it says he asked God, it means he discussed it with his, the religious leadership. Presumably, that would be Eviatar, who was the high priest. 
and asks and uh, of the Urim Vitumim, which, which was worn by the high priest, shall I go fight the Philistines? Or how do I approach this? This kind of gives us the hint that he had another option, right? Those other options could have been to stay in the fortress and just try to wait out the siege. But the other option I, I personally believe is shall I try to go and negotiate something with them? In other words, are they so strong that I should negotiate with them? Just like he tried to negotiate with the Jebusites, if you listen to the last podcast earlier, this chapter, before he went and fought. Hatit name biadi. And David asked them, will you put them in my hand? In other words, do I have the strength? Do, is God, are you with me? Do I have the strength to take them down? Because if I don't, I need another plan that does not include fighting them right now. And the advice that David received from his, from, from his religious counsel, from God, was, I will place the Philistines in your hand. In other words, to have the confidence to go out there and fight them. So, David went to Baal Pratsim, and that's where he attacked them from that point, and he struck them. And he said, God broke through my enemies like water breaks through. So if, you know, sometimes water could break through like a dam. Uh, so I broke through my enemies like that. Okay. When, David, when we said that David came to Baal Pratsim, it was using that name uh, because these words are being written later by the time the area is already known as Baal Pratsim, the place of the breakthrough. Because of that event, that's why this name was called Baal Pratsim, the place of Baal Pratsim, which means where, um, uh, where the, the breakthrough took place. And the Philistines, they, when they ran and fleed from David, so they're not destroyed yet, but they're on the run, they left their... Um, their atzabehem, their idols. And David and his men carried them off the field. Presumably, what they did was they destroyed them, melted them down. And this begins David accumulating uh, uh, um, the gold uh, and have precious metals uh, for one day to use in the, in the temple. And the Philistines continued to march again. In other words, they weren't destroyed yet. Again, they spread out in the valley of Rephaim. This time David asked advice and God said, don't go directly against them to battle. You need a better plan. You need to attack them from behind. Um, uh, and uh, Don't attack them the same way you did last time. They're ready and waiting for that attack. But rather this time... You sneak from behind, um, opposite bichaim. Exactly what that means is presumably bichaim is a kind of tree, um, and therefore uh, where these bichaim trees were. So vayhi kishamacha et kol tzada, and when you hear the um, the uh, sound um, of the shaking of the rattling of the trees, in the tops of the trees, it is at that point that you should attack. So now presumably this, uh, the, the, when that, that sound will cover up your attack. So you'll surprise the Philistines because they hear the trees shaking and um, 
and they won't hear the troops attacking until it's too late. So, uh, because the sound of the trees, this is the simple way of understanding this. There's other ways of understanding this, um, uh, but that's the way I, I chose to translate it here. Because it's at that time when God will go before you to strike down the the camp of the Philistines. Vayas David came, David did this, and as God commanded him, and this time it says, not that the Philistines ran, but Vayachet Philistim, he struck them down, Migeva Adboach Agazer, all the way from Geva to Gezer. And in this way, David subdued his, uh, his primary enemy, the Philistines, which was necessary for him to establish his kingdom. So now David has started building alliances, he has started gathering wealth, he has started uh, building a family, a, a, a royal family, and he has uh, struck down his primary enemy that could potentially have ruined his ability to lead the kingdom. And um, this concludes chapter 5. We will uh, uh, look, look forward to starting chapter uh, 6 together. Thank you for studying this together with me and looking forward to studying the rest of this beautiful book.